Grace and peace be to you in the name of Jesus. My name is David McKinney, and I'm one of the ministers here at Reality San Francisco. To pursue unity and maturity as followers of Jesus, we as a church are keeping a shared rule of life, which is a set of spiritual practices used as a way to arrange your everyday life to keep you connected to God and abiding in Jesus. As a church, we've determined eight spiritual practices to help us center our lives in Christ. Scripture, fasting, solitude and silence, Sabbath, hospitality, vocation, generosity, and community. To better equip our church in these practices, we're hosting three introductory podcasts once a month to help you in creating these rhythms on your own time. You can find more information about our rule of life right now at realitysf.com forward slash rule. We hope this podcast series can serve as a tool to help you in developing these rhythms for yourself and that you join us as we practice our rule of life together. This week, we are practicing scripture reading. Each day, we'll read through the passage together, and then I'll lead you through the five steps of the practice of bread, which stands for be still, read, encounter, apply, and devote. So let's take a moment of quiet to open prayerfully to God's presence with us. Let's take a few deep breaths. Be still. Be quiet before God. Today's bread reading is from Mark chapter 5. Let's read this together now, and as I read, listen for one word or phrase that stands out to you. Mark chapter 5. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. When Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went to the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and the countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man that had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it had told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave the region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell the, the Decapolis 
how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. When Jesus had again crossed over by the boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by, by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she'd had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some of the people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was about 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them, give her something to eat. Taking the word or phrase that stood out to you, let it lead you into an encounter with Jesus. As you prayerfully reflect, what do you think God is trying to reveal to you in this scripture? Pause and consider this with God and write it down. Now turn your focus outward and see what applying this scripture to your life might look like. Consider prayerfully, what's one way this scripture might apply to your life today. Take a moment to consider and write down what you're hearing. And lastly, take this final pause to devote yourself to God, to seek his refreshment, and to commit yourself to following him. Offer your prayers to devote yourself to God today. Thank you for joining me in today's bread reading. We'll continue tomorrow with a reading from Mark chapter 6. Grace and peace to you.